Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. And we're looking at the early church father, Hippolytus, who wrote a commentary on the book of Daniel. And this was the first commentary that we're aware of, at least, on any book of sacred scripture in the history of the church. Hippolytus was a pioneer in scripture interpretation in the way he wrote a commentary on a complete book of the Bible. And today, we're going to look at a portion of Daniel's prophecy that talk about the ten toes and little horn in Daniel's prophecy. Now, you may not have the slightest idea whatsoever what I'm talking about with the ten toes and the little horn, but I'm going to walk you through fairly gradually, and then I'm going to come to a point in Hippolytus's teaching that you may never have heard of on how and where the Antichrist will arise in human history. But let's start at the beginning. In the book of Daniel, in chapter 2, Daniel interprets a vision of a statue, and the statue has four parts, basically the head, the shoulders, the body part, and the legs, representing four empires, Babylon, the Persian Empire, the Greeks, and the Roman Empire. And then in Daniel 7, it talks about the exact same four empires, but it's under the description of four beasts, like the first Babylonian kingdom is a lion, the Persians are represented as a bear, and then the Greeks are represented as a leper, and then this uh, fourth beast is this fourth dreadful, ferocious, exceedingly strong beast with iron teeth and breaking other peoples in pieces. And that, of course, is the Roman Empire, of which was current history, writing in 204, Hippolytus was writing about his empire, the fourth empire. Then if you look in Daniel 7, remember Daniel 2 has the statue with the four empires. Daniel 7 has the four beasts representing the four empires. And I'm going to kind of go back and forth a little bit. It says in Daniel 7, and then after the beast seemingly had 10 horns or kingdoms, a little horn arises with a mouth speaking great things. And that little horn is talking about the Antichrist. And Daniel says, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. And so he asked the messenger from God what all this meant. And he said, these are the great beasts who are four kings who will arise out of the earth. Then I desired to know the truth concerning the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest exceedingly terrible with teeth of iron, claws of bronze, and concerning the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up and before which three of them fell, the horn which has eyes and a mouth that spoke great things, which seemed 
greater than its fellows. And verse 21, and I looked, this horn, this is going to be the Antichrist, made war with the saints and prevailed over them. It seems like he will actually conquer the world, at least for a time. Now we're going to flip back to Daniel 2. Remember, Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 are talking about the same thing under various images and describing the four world kingdoms, and this is the progression of human history. In Daniel 2, it says, as you saw the feet and toes, remember the the leg, the powerful legs made of iron was the Roman Empire, and then at the bottom of this statue, the, the feet, and the toes were partially clay and partially iron, kind of a mix, and as a result, it will be a divided kingdom, and the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. Now, I just gave you a real quick outline of Daniel 2, Daniel 7. Now let's go to the first commentary in the history of the Christian church, written in the year 204, maybe a year or two either way, but 204 is our target date for writing this commentary, and talk about the 10 toes of this fourth beast, the fourth beast being the Roman Empire. And he writes, after this then, what remains beloved, but the toes of the feet of the image, which shall be partly of iron and partly of clay mixed together. By the toes of the feet, he meant mystically the 10 kings that will rise out of that kingdom. And as Daniel says, I considered the beast and lo, there were 10 horns, among which shall come up another little horn springing from them, by which none other is meant than the Antichrist that is to come, and he shall set up the kingdom of Judah. So in other words, here we have Hippolytus writing in the midst of the Roman Empire, and he says there will be 10 kings arising out of that kingdom, and then from the 10 kings, there will arise a different king, so to speak, this little horn speaking great things. And he says, and that is the Antichrist. Now, here is what you may not have heard about the future. And I'm not saying it is the future. All I am saying is this is what Hippolytus said and the first commentary written on any book of the Bible from the prophet Daniel. Hippolytus writing in the year 204 at the height of the Roman Empire says this, quote, and these things then are destined to come to pass. And as the toes of the image turn out to be democracies. <laughs> now, this is like saying the big contest, say, between the U.S. and the Soviet Union during the middle of the Cold War, and surprise, surprise, uh, Costa Rica ends up becoming the dominant power on Earth. I mean, the people living in the midst of the Roman Empire thought the empire was eternal. All empires think they're eternal. They're not, but they think they are. But here, Apollotus is saying that the that the ten kingdoms that arise 
out of the former Roman Empire will be democracies. Think about this. Now, I've heard Catholics making fun of evangelicals, particularly those who believe in the rapture at any moment, and yes, there's some errors in that, but poking fun at evangelical concerns with the formation of the European Union. Now, I'm not saying the European Union is going to be the kingdom of the Antichrist, but it is today a confederation of democracies stemming from the former territory of the Roman Empire. I find it highly remarkable that two centuries before the fall of the Roman Empire, Hippolytus says, no, (laughs) after the Roman Empire, there's going to be a confederation of democracies, and out of that confederation will come another leader, the Antichrist. And he says the toes of clay and iron are ten horns, which are to be the other little horns springing up in their midst is the Antichrist. Now, and I've had scholars just, you know, roll their eyes, this is any big deal. Well, the Greeks had democracies. Well, the Greek empire is gone. This is the, quote, eternal Roman empire. And he says, no, after that will be a confederation of 10 democracies. So, and again, I am not saying that everything Hippolytus wrote is actual prophecy, but I am giving you the first word in the early church before Rome even fell about what would happen at the end of time. And I I think there's great wisdom in paying heed to the early fathers for all things, and particularly when it comes to biblical prophecy, because in the modern world, I just think it's gone crazy myself. But here's the point, and you may not be prepared for this. I mean, you imagine by reading a novel or seeing some book or even just an apocalyptic nightmare you happen to have, have you ever thought that the Antichrist will arise from a confederation of democracies stemming from perhaps former members or former parts of the Roman Empire? I mean, don't we usually think, well, it will be, you know, some Taliban Muslim terrorist type thing where the Antichrist will come from? I think we've forgotten some things. I'd just like to refer to an army training manual, a U.S. Army training manual from 1928, and it's defining democracy as, quote, a government of the masses, authority derived through mass meeting or any other form of direct expression, results in mobocracy, attitudes towards property is communistic, negating property rights, Attitude towards law is that the will of the people shall regulate, whether it be based on deliberation or governed by passion, prejudice, and impulse, without restraint or regard to consequences, results in demagogism, license, agitation, discontent, and anarchy. Now, this definition was given to U.S. Army soldiers to explain to them, you know, why they were fighting to preserve freedom in the world. 
and it wasn't for democracy. Now, Woodrow Wilson said uh, World War I was to make the world safer democracy, and you're never going to hear this if you go to a state university or a public school, maybe, depending on what curriculum you use if you're homeschooling, you'll hear or read someplace that we're called a constitutional republic, and it's based on laws, not the will of the mob. I'm sorry, but that's not how this country was founded. And this training manual was withdrawn in 1932, and since then, almost 100 years, uh, we're promoting democracy. Now, all I am saying, and this is what I am saying, is that the earliest Christian church father writing a commentary on the book of Daniel said that while he was living in the midst of the Roman Empire, the future of the world, the end of the world, will result in a confederation of ten democracies out of which will arise the Antichrist in order to rule the world, and he will be persecuting the believers in Christ at that point. Now, whether or not that happens, I don't know, but at least for me, I can tell you, my radar is going to be up when I see certain things happening. I may not make fun at my evangelical brethren who might be concerned by an atheistic European Union uh, increasing its power over the nations that formerly were a part of Hippolytus's Roman Empire. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 240 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at Luke. 21.com.